0: Well, hello everyone and uh, welcome to your Sunday, wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, It's really good to be with you and happy Mother's Day. Uh, Not only to mums that maybe have biological kids with you, but just any woman watching today, I want to say happy Mother's Day and thank you for the role that you play um, as women because we know that women um, cultivate community and really make such a difference to the people around them by the way they love. And so regardless of what family looks like for you, happy Mother's Day. Um, I myself don't have kids yet and so... Uh, I've been investing in kind of church, family and community for years and hopefully helping little people grow in faith and life. But um, in terms of the parenting journey, like biologically, I'm only, I'd say about seven months into growing a little person inside of me right now. So when it comes to giving you guys Mother's Day parenting tips and lots of anecdotes, I'm afraid all I can really say is um, when the baby wakes me up by poking me in the ribs, I poke it back that's about that's about as much as my parenting stretched so far. So if you want me to come up with a deep theological lesson about how wonderful God is, like a mother, and how he parents us as such a good parent, my only lesson is, if we poke God, he might poke back. Don't really know. Not the message for today. Now, although obviously uh, the pregnancy thing means I've not done loads of parenting, there is something I've been thinking about a lot over this time that I actually think is far more relevant uh, than just, what I'm going through and I've been thinking a lot about the importance and also the disruption of hidden places of process. I've been thinking a lot about um, all the spaces and areas in our life that are unseen but where life is actually growing but how that is both a joy and a gift and can be really disruptive and uncomfortable and wake you up in the middle of the night as well. I suppose being on a literal kind of nine month process has made me think a lot about the processes of faith that we all go through and maybe some of those times where we don't even see what's happening and it can be quite hard to kind of have faith that everything's all right. When we think about it for, for most things that are kind of lasting and life-giving and have firm foundations, stuff doesn't happen overnight. Most things of lasting value take time and process, they take depth, they take Well, yeah, you basically just have to wait around a bit for stuff to grow, if it's going to grow well and strong and naturally. That Yes, that could be a baby. That takes time. It could be an idea or a dream. It could be like a relationship with somebody. It could be a character trait within us. You know, you don't get the character trait of patience overnight. Actually, patience has probably got to come through quite a process of learning to be patient in the process, Right. Now, hidden seasons of process where you can't see what's going on and then at the end maybe there's a wonderful kind of result or celebration moment. That can feel quite exciting in the sense that, I don't know, if you were about to go and watch a a magnificent piece of artwork that was going to be revealed for the first time, having spent months in secret behind closed doors being painted, maybe process and hiddenness feels quite exciting because it's heading towards something and then you get to see it. Or, I don't know, if you're hiking a mountain and you want to get to the summit at sunrise, the process of getting there, you might have been hiking in the dark. The uphill climb, you might not have really been able to see anything but the two feet in front of you. But somehow that hidden process of the climb is worth it, because even though you can't see what's going on as you journey forward, you know actually the grand reveal at the end as the sun rises and you get to see the landscape all around you from this high up position, that has made the journey worth it. It's kind of almost the point But the truth is what I've realised over the last few months and what I guess I'd suggest maybe we've all come across over the last year is that hidden seasons of process aren't always just all really exciting, I wonder what's happening and then we can't wait for the end result because it's a big gift. Actually process can be painful, hiddenness can be hard and I wanted us to acknowledge that because the chances are All of us have gone through hidden seasons and might be in them right now where no one else can really see what's going on. Perhaps we're not even really sure what's going on for us ourselves. And I guess my question is, what does God know about hiddenness? Um, As soon as life begins in you, the mum is disrupted. When the kid is like the size of a blueberry and probably looks like a gummy bear... Mum can be feeling incredibly sick, incredibly tired, getting sleepless nights already and basically needing to snack all the time. And that is for something that you can barely see on a scan. Let alone for when the baby's grown big enough that all your vital organs have literally been pushed into places they're not normally supposed to be. Does that sound like a lovely, joyful process? Actually, it sounds quite uncomfortable. What does it mean for in the hidden space stuff to be disrupted... And for some of that to actually be quite a stretch for us, not just exciting, good news and full of life. I wonder whether you're in a bit of a painful, reshuffling, disrupted season right now. I wonder whether some parts of what's going on for you feel hard-pressed or squished or kicked and you're not really sure whether there's much life and good stuff coming from it. You know, over the last year, in some ways, we've all experienced a level of hiddenness, and a hidden process going on. I mean, really, obviously and physically, we've had to hide behind masks. There's been a level of stepping back from other people, having to stay at a distance, having to keep away. We have been encouraged to kind of stay in hiding in our homes and not be out and about doing much in public. And then there comes the hiddenness of working from home or homeschooling, God bless you guys watching who are just in that fog. If you're a frontline worker, I wonder how hidden you've felt in this season. With the pandemic raging, in a sense, we've all had to be as hidden as we can from the the, the worst reality of COVID for everyone's own safety. You might feel quite hidden in your experience. If you've lost someone over the last year or so, grief can kind of hide you in a heavy, cold, wet blanket. You can feel even more socially distanced than we're asked to be. You might feel hidden just for the fact that you're grieving right now. If you're job seeking, if you're trying to look for work, but nothing's come up for you yet, sometimes it can feel like that process of basically not yet finding a role where someone will kind of acknowledge your gifts and talents, it can feel like a lot of your potential is being hidden right now. And for those of us that, um, well, gosh, I mean, so many people have had real battles with mental health and and our well-being just not being um, in all of the fullness that it could be, particularly during lockdown. You can feel pretty hidden in your pain and in the areas that you're still hoping for healing and you're still trying to get back on your feet during this time. You might feel hidden in that way and this process of trying to make it through each day and trying to see hope and light at the end of the tunnel, that can be very real for some of us right now. I wonder where you feel hidden. Where is your place of process? Where have you been disrupted and you're not quite sure that all the good stuff's come yet? When the disruption and discomfort of pregnancy literally kicks me awake at night, I, I find myself thinking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, this teenager who got utterly disrupted from the inside out by the presence of God himself moving into her life. The process of carrying Jesus in her body can't have been all comfort and joy and good stuff. Mary must have felt sick. She must have been woken up by him in the middle of the night. She must have felt confusion and nervousness around if the baby's okay and exhaustion. And God's presence in Mary was disruptive, not just a bonus on top of her already brilliant life, right? In the Christian faith, we find it um, easy and joyful to to celebrate how good news God is, right? The fact that we have a God who made himself knowable to us. The fact that God has a name, Jesus, that he is called Emmanuel, God with us. That God literally came to earth to walk the earth as one of us, as humanity, so that we might know God and God might know us fully. This is all brilliant good news and we love to tell it. But how much do we talk about that when God moved into the neighbourhood, when God became flesh and blood, Mary's flesh and blood became a home for God too. Mary was invited, she wasn't forced to carry the presence of God, but her yes still cost her something. For God to come all the way to humanity did not leave humanity unchanged and disrupted, Jesus becoming a baby and growing and being born and living his life, gosh, that cost Mary something. That took time and effort and quiet growing in the hidden place. God himself went through this process. Teenage Mary had, I'm assuming, her plans for marriage and kind of her, how her and Joseph were going to kind of, they're engaged, how they're going to get married, their whole kind of picture of family life, that surely got disrupted when God moved in. Mary's plan for her whole life surely was disrupted when an angel tells her you are going to be the mother of the Messiah. Like surely that's a game changer that you don't plan when you're 14. Embracing God's presence for Mary meant town-wide gossip and a bit of scandal about the timing of this baby bump and the marriage and hold on what happened there with Joseph. It probably meant sleepless nights, stretch marks. It meant no doctor checkups with scans to check how Jesus was growing. She couldn't see what we can see now Mary had to lean way more into faith in her pregnancy process than anyone would have to today Jesus was utterly hidden apart from the odd fluttering movement Mary really had no idea that God was coming good on his promises during that process in hiddenness when I think of the phrase trust the process I've just got new respect for Mary She genuinely had to back that God really had said what he'd said to her, that God was going to be faithful, that God was in her, working through her and would deliver and be good on his promise. She had to trust that process and she couldn't see it whilst it was going on. That truly is a process in hiddenness that's worth it but takes faith. And know, obviously Mary gets, um, quite rightly, quite a lot of attention and accolades in the church. We love her, we respect her. She's an incredible disciple of Jesus as well as his mum. But the truth is there's an element in which we can learn from Mary and all of us kind of be like Mary in the way that we can also carry the life of God in us and we can also trust the process of God's life growing in us even in the times of hiddenness and discomfort. Like Mary, God wants to move into our lives God wants to make a home in us. God wants to grow his presence in us so that we are changed for the better. God wants us to carry life and give away this new life of God to others. God doesn't mind if all of our good ideas and plans that we came up with on our own get disrupted by his presence because he genuinely has a story for us much bigger than we can imagine on our own where he walks with us every day. So yes, God's presence with us is miraculous and life-changing and joyful. But if we see anything from Mary, if we understand anything around women carrying babies, then we've got to understand God is disruptive to our plans. God will change us from the inside out. God is not afraid to basically rearrange the furniture of our lives. If God is going to come and make a home in you and I, he might move the sofa. He might knock down some walls that are there. He might heal some stuff that's been broken. He might weed the garden. He's going to prune even the good stuff in the garden. God will get to work with us, making our hearts a really good place for him to feel at home. A lot of that process is hidden. A lot of that process won't always feel comfortable or normal. But it's also a gift and good news that God can make his home with us. Now, all of this talk of kind of Jesus being hidden in us and God's life in us reminds me of Paul's teaching to the church in Colossae. In Colossians chapter three, Paul describes the effect of embracing this new life in God, like what it's like to have found our life in Jesus. In Colossians three, he says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died... And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And I love how the message translation of the Bible puts verses three to four of this same passage. It says, Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too, the real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. What a challenge. What an act of faith to believe that even though Paul calls our real life the kind of life that matters, what a challenge to believe that that real life, it might not be seen by anyone else. You might not get celebrated on social media or promoted at work or affirmed at home. Can we still trust that even in the hidden place, our real life is with Christ and it's worth it, even if the world doesn't really notice? Being a follower of Jesus in the UK doesn't put you in the majority crowd. We know that. It can feel quite costly and quite difficult to say, I'm a Christian, I follow Jesus, this is what I believe. We can look a bit weird with some of the choices we make around our generosity and these kind of steps of faith we take that kind of look crazy to people that don't have the Holy Spirit in them. There are times when your faithful steps will be hidden from the world celebrating them. Other people won't get it. Do we still trust that our real life in Christ, even if hidden from the world and celebration, is actually a true life and lasting life, even if it's not glamorous and obvious? In the church in Colossae who Paul was writing to, they basically were losing their way a bit about the importance of Jesus. So a lot of Paul's writing to them is going to be around. Don't forget your firm foundation needs to be Jesus. Jesus is everything. He's in everything. He's made everything. He's in you. He holds it all together. Paul really wants people to focus on Jesus, Jesus, Jesus as the way in which they'll navigate this journey of faith forward. Paul's writing reminds us, Jesus is with us in the hidden process and he makes it worth it. We can keep trusting We can keep walking forward. We can keep shaking off kind of shallow surface level alternative stuff and keep pushing into that deeper journey of following Christ even when we can't see all the results. And whilst we're in this hidden place of faith, Paul reminds us we can be content with obscurity like Christ. And I think this is what amazes me is that Jesus, God himself, humbled himself was not too big, too clever, too funny, too powerful not to become the size of a blueberry inside a teenage girl from a back end of nowhere town. Jesus did not spare himself the long hidden process of growing as a human like all of us had to go through. That's a game changer because it means if you thought there was any part of your life that God wasn't willing to go to, and to journey with us through. We now see God even started as a tiny speck. And he went through the process of humanity. So that we might know there is no space where God isn't. There is no hidden place that God can't see and meet you in. There is no process so painful Jesus doesn't understand it. And isn't with you right the way in it. There is no part of your life that God doesn't want to take a hold of and bring to life and grow new life, even if it takes time, even if it moves the furniture, even if it's a bit uncomfortable, God knows about it. He's been through it and he's with us still to go all the way through the process and journey with us. This is good news. This is really good news for all of us. In our hidden seasons and experiences, in our times where the process just feels painful and we don't even know where the end is, God is still with you. He has not left us and he is at work even when we don't yet get a glimpse of the end result. So this Mother's Day, do think of Mary. Do have a moment to think of the mother of God and realise how much we can learn from her and be like her in our hidden seasons of process carrying the life of God in us. Thank God that she said yes to that invitation. Thank God that she pushed through the discomfort in order to see new life come. Thank God that mothers teach us to cultivate little things and grow them into bigger, better things and that they give themselves away every day to the people around them. Thank God for his great love for us, that he would not spare himself the hidden process of humanity so that as God becomes like us, he says you can become like me. As God fully participates in the life of a human, God says you can fully participate in my life of the divine. I thank God for how he's like a mother, caring for us, growing us, giving himself for us, just as Mary had to give her body for Jesus and Jesus would one day give his body for all of us, including Mary. I pray that today encourages you to have faith in your hidden places of process. I pray that you realise that even though there might be a lot of stretching and kicking in the ribs, There's actually a lot of good life growing. God is committed to the process, not just end results. I pray that you might have fresh hope for when no one else seems to see you or appreciate you, that Jesus is God with us, right in the middle of your story, even if it's hidden from other people. Why don't we take a moment together just to think about and invite God into those places that maybe feel hidden. You might be listening to this and you've, really never thought about God being with you and in you you've really never thought that you could like Mary say yes to God living in you and his life growing in you disrupting your life in all the good ways that brings you to real life like Paul says maybe today you actually do want God to move into the home of your heart even if he rearranges the furniture because it brings new life and maybe for some of you it is a case of Holy Spirit presence of God show me where you are in my place of process and pain And help me know that you're with me. So why don't we pray together now? I'm aware that you'll be watching this in different places and contexts. I find it really helpful when we go into prayer. If I've been sitting down watching or something, I just shuffle for a minute, like wiggle, move my feet, make sure they're maybe flat on the ground. You might want to stand or sit or kneel, but I would just get yourself physically in a position that's awake. After doing a bit of listening and watching on a screen for many of us, it can be helpful to wake up again, our bodies and remind ourselves God is here. I want to stay awake and alert that the presence of God is with us. He's close. And let's invite him afresh to wake us up to his presence now. So Holy Spirit, presence of God with us. I ask that wherever we're watching this and encountering this message, Holy Spirit, will you come and wake us up to your presence with us? Come Holy Spirit, make us more aware of God with us now. Come Lord. And as we've heard today about how God invited himself to be life in the middle of Mary's story and we realise that invitation is open to us too. We can carry God's life in us and it can bring us to life. We take a moment to welcome the life of Christ in us again. It might be the first time ever that you've said, God, I want you to live in me. It might be the thousandth time. Let's just take a moment, if you want to, to say yes to the invitation God has always been extending to you, which is, can I come and make a home in you? and you can make a home in me. So Jesus, we thank you that you are good news and that you offer us life. And we invite you again to make a home in our hearts. Come Lord. And for many of us, we're so resonating with the pain of process. We feel hidden. It feels like a long journey. For some of us, it might be that you actually don't see the end, the light at the end of the tunnel yet at all. Why not in this moment, we actually acknowledge before God, this is where it feels hard. It's okay to say, this is disruptive, this is uncomfortable, confusing, scary. And Holy Spirit, as we hold in our mind's eye our places of hiddenness and process, the stuff that feels painful, disrupted, where we feel isolated or confused. God, would you come and would you, I suppose, give us fresh eyes to see that your presence is with us in that grief, in that confusion, in that lack of breakthrough, in the how long prayers and in what feels like a hard process. God, we invite you to prove yourself faithful and with us again. Father, I ask for the gift of faith to be imparted in a fresh way for all of us. Faith to trust you in the unseen. Faith to believe that you are bringing life even when it's hidden and we can't see the process. Faith to keep going even when we're tired, disillusioned, discouraged. Speak to us, Lord. Give us a a picture, a word, a little insight into your heart for the situation, into what you see in our hiddenness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus, we're grateful that you have a home with us. We have a home with you. We are grateful that God is with us. Throughout the process, hidden or seen, you're with us still. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen.